Blog Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Happy Halloween, a day late. Um, I think I'm in a sentimental mood today when I was writing my show this week. You know, my kids are of the age now where I don't go to trick-or-treating. They're, you know, way beyond that age, and now it's not cool anymore. So the last couple of years, we've always gone over to our friend's house and hand out candy to the little ones, and in particular, my daughter and some of our friends we get together and we have dinner and we sit out on the porch and we have great conversation and then my daughter and one of the adults hands out uh, treats together and we always have a good time looking at all the different costumes but I have to admit that um, some of the cartoon characters of today I'm not so (laughs) brushed up on I know Angry Birds and a couple of the new Power Rangers, but beyond that, I'm kind of lost. You know, when you're a young parent, you kind of live for those special occasions, and you dread the day when you've realized your kids have outgrown that tradition every year and those special occasions, and you always think that it's always things are going to come to the end and it's not going to be as fun. But what's kind of cool about it is now that my kids are on the other side, we've been able to make new traditions by going over to a friend's house and doing what I just discussed. So, you know, that cycle life keeps on moving forward. You may not know how it's going to end up and starting new traditions and new ways of life. And we have such fun there was a little boy that showed up yesterday, and I swear, between the five of us, we could not figure out what his costume was, whether he was a, a dog, a cow, and his, his dad put it, it was hilarious, his dad said, it's just shaggy carpet from the 70s, <laughs> and the poor little kid just looked at him like, I have no idea what you're saying, it was a lot of fun, I hope you enjoyed Halloween as however you are in the stage of your own life enjoying with your friends and family and and good people around you. So let's move on. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people listening to the podcast of the programs, and, you know, I'm really thankful that people are finding the show, and after about eight months, I finally got into the rhythm. But As I look back and reflect, I've told you before, it seems like my subjects are all over the board with conversation. That's what's going on. But the reality is, isn't that what's going on in the universe? I mean, my show is to piece together and reflect things that are happening out there. So my first knee reject, my first knee knee jerk reaction, blah, blah, is to apologize for those separate presentations, and I know they're kind of stand on their own presentations and shows, but they had to be done, and they all have a special purpose. 
so I began to look at how that's reflective of our own life. And I've been waiting patiently, I might add, to be talking about this two-series shows that I want to get into today and finish next week, talking about how much we would like our journeys to be clean of different road barriers and those unwanted detours that always seem to pop up at the most inappropriate times or times when you've had enough and you can't take any more and they seem to just come out of nowhere in an unpredictable way. So, you know, we try to calculate the potential pitfalls as best as we can moving forward and avoid all those missteps. But isn't it funny how life has a strange way of unfolding no matter what we try to do to control it, there's that thing in the back of our minds and in the universe that's just unpredictable. And if you're not able to handle that unpredictability that's inevitable in all our lives, it can tear you down. And I know we all understand it intellectually, but somehow we have to learn to bob and weave through that water of choppy waste coming at us And it's an acquired taste, right? I mean, some people are better at it and change and bobbing and weaving and keep your head above the water with all of that than others. And you know, what? what is it that keeps some of those people able to traverse through the stormy weather better than others? And what are they doing to prepare and get ready for all of that? Well, we can say a couple things. One, we know we're all going to have those. But for some reason, there's something inside of us that has a core strength that we pull from that you don't even think is there until you need it, until you're immersed in that complete space of weakness. And then this grand force seems to come out of nowhere that can move mountains and the adrenaline can change things in an instant and strength you thought you never had. So I want to talk about those kind of things for the next two weeks, and I'm calling this series Trust in Time Day by Day. And I describe it in my mind like this. It's that collision between terrestrial phenomenon into real time. Now, a lot of people talk about momentary time and staying into the moment, but what happens when those celestial phenomenons just crash into our world and they're so unpredictable, you had no idea where they came from, and they just kind of drop right in your lap, and at that specific moment you have to make decisions that change the course of your life forever. But for some reason, we've gotten into this habit to believe that if we don't seize the moment right where it's there, we'll lose that time. We'll lose the opportunities or challenges to make good decisions. So I want to start examining how we can work with these celestial phenomenons and stop that impulse reaction just a little bit and know that something is a bigger play there than just striking while the iron is hot. And how to keep maintaining that slow and steady course of growth 
when these serendipitous events just seem to fall into our lap. Now, I want to use a big example that's on the horizon for everybody at the moment, and that is the gargantuan storm Sally that just hit the East Coast on the Amer- in America. It's an extremely sad example and a good study and a crash course of this collision I'm talking about. Now, when I use the word celestial phenomenon, I'm not necessarily saying that it was created by a bigger force or anything else. I'm just using this example to show you how quickly the patterns of life can change in a moment's notice, and we've got to be ready to do it. Thankfully, the majority of us cannot even imagine the kind of distress that it puts on the human psychic, let alone what you have to do to physically prepare to keep yourself safe and your family safe from something like that. What does your human psyche do when you're presented with something like this on your path and your first reaction is you have to get moving? You send yourself into a frenzy where you just have to get everything prepared. Get the water, get the generator, get your children and your family to higher ground, make other arrangements. You have to think in the moment of what's going to happen in the next moment. The problem with all that is we don't know what the next moment is, do we? We didn't know where it was going to land. We had some pretty good ideas, but the reality is until the event actually occurred, there was no way of knowing the devastation and or challenges you would have directly in front of you. There's no way to calculate what was going to occur. And for a certain extent, unpredictability that we as human beings can simply not control. So the challenge there was rush, 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 rush for the days prior to the event, and then guess what happened? They just had to reach a point where they had everything arranged as humanly possible, and here's the hard part that people have in the world, is you just had to simply hunker down, settle in, and let the moments pass. For the majority of them, they just had to sit where they were and wait for this process to unfold and get to the other side. All the work was done, all the preparation was done, all the mental anguish and ideas of what can make it better to get to the other side safely had all been done. So the only thing those people could do was just wait and live in real time to get to the other side. Now, on the flip side, there's another way of looking at it. Let's let's take a pleasant event, shall we? Like a musical concert. We've all had children that play in the orchestra or they are in a play or they have a big game, any of those kind of things, or you've had that yourself. You practice and you practice and you practice for months every day and work out and you... You, you have this vision idea of one day in your life, this one special moment in real time that's coming closer and closer and closer. 
and you practice and you get ready and you figure out everything, every scenario in your mind that could go wrong and you figure out how to manipulate that so it works perfectly when real time and the day event occurs. The biggest thing when it occurs is that you simply have to do. There's no more preparing. There's no more mind thought. You simply have to stay in real time and finish the process and the work out. Believe it or not, even though it seems that it's like from one event to the other and unpredictability and the celestial phenomenon seem to happen all the time without pattern, there actually is a divine order to all that. There is a way of examining and taking a look at patterns in a person's life. Now, of course, we can't predict the unpredictable ones that drop in, but we certainly can start seeing a pattern of when to push and when to just stay in real time in the moment. You know, that's a big deal. Everybody talks about living in the moment, and I've talked about it hundreds of times in the past. But this time, I actually want to talk about the exercise and how each one of you can map out your own divine pattern so you can at least see your own vision on paper and know when you're supposed to be doing and know when you're supposed to be in real time in the moment. So for now, I want you to go get the book, Beyond the Pews, my book, Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go. I'm specifically going to talk about Chapter 6 next week. And P.S., it was the hardest chapter to write for me in this entire book because it's hard to put in words what you want to tell the world about divine timing and living in the moment, but yet preparing. It seems like it's at odds with one another, but it really isn't. You really can figure it out. So between now and next week, I want you to get the book, look at Chapter 6 specifically if you can, reread that chapter if you already have the book. If you don't have the book, you can get it on Amazon and your local bookstores. Everyone covers has it. Read that chapter before we talk about it next week on air, and that will really give you a leg up on what I want to talk about next week. Now, after the break, I want to share some sad news. I'm sure some of you are aware of it, but those of you that aren't, I want to discuss it after this break.
Welcome back to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. When I'm writing my show each and every week, I love to listen to Pandora, and I'm sure many of you do too. It's just a great radio station, right? It has all this different music, and what I like about it is that you can individualize your own music stations. Well, you know... (laughs) I like the 80s. I have to admit, it's one of my favorite eras. I listen to my daughter's music, my son's music, but I really like the 80s. Can't help it. Just got some good songs. And this morning when I was writing my show and finishing it up, the song came on, it's it's my life and it never ends. And I couldn't get over to Pandera to find out who the name of it. It's an old song, and it's real popular, and I feel really bad. But if you guys know it out there, maybe you could send me the name of it, and I'll talk about it next week. Anyway, the main lyrics to the song is, It's my life, and it never ends. And I thought, how apropos for where I am in my head right now, my good friend Susan Murphy Milano passed away on Sunday morning, October 28th. And for those of you that aren't familiar with her, she and I are really close friends, both professionally and personally after a while, for many years. And she has written several books. In fact, the one book that I talked about in a show a couple weeks ago, Holding My Hand Through Hell, just came out a couple weeks before her passing. And it's just kind of an odd situation for an author to pass over before the book comes out or it came out and then she passed over very quickly. But the point is she couldn't really get out there and talk for herself. So shortly after I returned from the Heartland Book events, I turned right around and flew over to where she was and we spent a couple days together and I, I, you know, The event was pretty public, I mean, pretty private, and so I don't really want to talk about a lot of it, but there were a few things that I would like to share with you, and I'll be writing about it, but I didn't want to see it in writing yet, so it's easier for me to talk about it for a moment. There were a couple things we talked about, and, you know, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about things we didn't want to, wanted to say to each other because we have had a relationship over the years where we were just pretty raw with each other. We told each other what we wanted to say, both uh, intellectually and spiritually. So there wasn't that much we covered other than a few promises that she wanted me to make to her to make sure that she got some things done. And, of course, one of them was continuing her work in domestic violence and really making a dent in all of that to make sure that her work continued at the level that she had started it from. But here's one of the facts that people didn't know about Susan. Susan was extremely intuitive. In fact, when I first started working with Susan, she suffered from what a common condition that I see with a lot of people, quite frankly, is that People and their intuition is way bigger than themselves. Her intuition was so spot on all the time. It was like a light socket being plugged into an electrical socket that was wired up for sound 
Now, you may not believe me, but this is more common than you think. You know, people ask me if they have intuition, but the bigger question is most people are very intuitive and in tune, in tune with what's going on in their own lives and the universe they live in. And the really, the real question they should be asking me is that how do you tame that dragon? Because it's bigger than most people are aware of and it affects all dimensions of one's existence. So sometimes I think we get reversed on what we should be thinking about intuition. She was so intuitive and she used her in it in her work every single day. So our original opportunity to work together was to figure out how to maintain that bigness and focus it in on her specific path and career and what she was giving back to the world. She really was very effective in learning how to channel that intuitive sense into her domestic violence issues and cases that she worked on on a regular basis. She intrinsically knew how to tap into that inside core and what needed to be done on the specific cases she was working on. Now, that's never going to be repeated, but the good thing about Susan is that she shared through her four books that she's left behind past and patterns that people can look at, like I was talking about earlier, she really figured out how to mainstream those intuitive thoughts that she had into real-life time working situations and exercises. One of her biggest things was that she wanted me to make sure that her legacy continued. Of course, we all know Susan was a vivacious and very big personality, so it's going to be really hard for someone to step into those shoes. And in fact, I don't think anyone ever will. But there's a lot of people that she taught behind her and beside her that now her message can be taken to a broader audience. The glorious thing and the one thing that she really wanted in her life was to get all of these messages of how essential it is that we get this domestic violence issues and challenges under control. She fought when the fight was not popular. She started this journey and this brigade that she's put together years ago when it was in a niche kind of situation. She wants the world to take all of these to a mainstream level, where bullying is no longer accepted, where we're ahead of the game when we're talking about domestic violence. And we're just about there. And Susan's work will not ever go unheard or the legacy will continue forward. In the books that she left behind, like Holding My Hand Through Hell, Defending Our Lives, Moving Out and Moving Up, and lastly, Time's Up, she knew what she was talking about because she used all assets 
of herself, including intuition. She was very adamant about making sure that I explained to all of you that she has left as many words as possible <laughs> in radio, in television, in writing, for, that we can pick up the gauntlet now. And trust me, as I started this very segment with, it's my life and it never ends. Susan's life is at a different place now. She's in a different existence, but it doesn't mean the relationship will ever end. She's on one side, we're on the other. But the work will always continue way way past all of us. And we need to keep making sure that her work and her life and her legacy continues on way beyond all of us. We have the opportunity now to share in her dream and her vision. And she's counting on us to take it to the next level. And I already believe that we're doing that through all the different programs that she started before she left. I will always miss my good friends, but I will never forget the conversations, the mentoring, and the effect that she has on my life, and the dedication she gave to me, and the kind words that she shared with me on keep going with your own cause. And I'm going to throw that back on you. Keep going with your own cause. Even if you don't know what that cause is, and it may not be as big as mine or Susan's, every cause has a purpose, and every purpose has a finish line. And for our friend Susan, her finish line has come to the physical, but it's never finished from the other side. Trust me. She will be watching each and every one of us and keeping us on task to make sure that we do our lives to the greatest and fullest extent of enjoyment, love, and prosperity. So we say goodbye to our friend Susan, but we say hello to the bigger costs that we have because of her work. Next week, I want to continue and finish what I was talking about on divine patterns, divine timing, and how that works today and every day of our lives as we move forward. Between now and then, however, I want you to remember, life doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Blog Talk Radio, high noon. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. <laughs>